0: Do you want your business to succeed? Technology can take you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology can impact your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, VP of Sales and Marketing of CineTech Solutions, Nancy Sabino. Hello, hello there. Thank you for joining me once again for an episode of Business Plus Tech Equals Success. And today I have a special special treat for you guys. Something that has never been done before, but here on uh, Business Plus Tech Equals Success, we're a little brave. So today I have a special guest, Pavel Navarro. Pavel, yay! (laughs) I am so (laughs) excited that you are here with me. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you got here
1: well thank you so much for having me uh in this beautiful day thank you nancy thank you to all the audience that's gonna pay attention to some of the things that i'm going to hopefully share and and, and bring insights on this side of the world that is the tech world again my name is pavel navarro um i've been in it pretty much all my life, briefly without boring you. My dad has been in the industry for forever and I saw computers growing up. I didn't particularly work in IT until the last 10, 11 years, but I've done a little bit of everything, programming, networking, systems, support, engineering, you name it. And I'm pretty excited because it's it's an industry that is, as everybody know here, um, is growing. Right now, In my present position, I am a service manager for an awesome team of help that's my kids, like I call them. and um, But I come from that world of of being the front-end guy and still do some work in that essence.
0: Awesome. So the uh, episode that we have for everybody today is none other than the tech perspective, which I think is something that is so important and something that, like I said earlier i don't think i've heard ever before and on another podcast or anything like that so i'm excited to talk to you about it pavel because i know that you are on the front line not only on the front line but you are leading that front line and so i think there is nobody's perspective better than yours to bring to our audience of business owners to really dive deep into what happens in the background of their IT department whether it's outsourced whether it's in-house or whether it's just a, a tech that they utilized from time to time you know i think all the techs that will listen to this will have a lot to um, appreciate after this as well and so i'm happy to dive in with you and so first thing so you are the service manager at a msp which is a managed service provider and And so a managed service provider isn't dealing with just one company, they're dealing with multiple companies. So I want to dive in and let's talk about what is the, I would say, the difference, if you can tell us, between dealing with multiple companies versus just one.
1: Sure, it it is a very good question because um, for a technical person that made the transition from working at one single company in home IT to working in the MSP world. Um the MSP world is is like your Captain America out of 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 techs. I mean we need to know it all. It's like you said, we're dealing with multiple customers. Not only the technology can vary between customers, so you need to be more knowledgeable, more up to date with the, the um technical trends out there or even more importantly the part of connecting with the customer when you work at a place you get to know which are your high level mid levels and everybody else in the company and it is easier to connect with all of them because as time progresses and you help them they get to know you but as you start working at an msp that has multiple customers that process takes a lot longer that process takes a lot uh, a lot more skills in your personal realm because now you're you're working not only with the company itself and their users and those, but you're also working with their culture and every company has different cultures. I know my MSPs do a really good job in trying to connect with clients, that pretty much have similar cultures similar values right even in in trying to do that you're always going to get companies that have one or two unique values that are separate and different than other customers and those values allowed them to move around and do things and com- you know behaviors and the es- uh, expectations so one of the challenges for a tech in an msp world is not only the skill set that they have to be able to keep up with, but also the different cultures that they have to dive in and satisfied. And I think that that's that's the biggest challenge.
0: I think you hit something on the, the head of the nail because that's something that really you spoke to the cultural and people aspect of what an MSP does or a technician within the MSP world does. And not necessarily the, the tech side. And I'm glad that you did that because that's something that I think is sometimes difficult to come across in our industry. And uh, that's one thing that I love to, to say. And the, the reason for this show is it's not just about the technical aspects, it's about the people aspects. So, there are critical skills that are necessary uh, within the personnel aspect uh, for an MSP to have, which are those soft skills. They're, they're the communication aspect. There's the uh, relatability. There's the being able to you know, ebb and flow with what is happening and what's coming at you. That's beyond the actual technical problem. I, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. Let's talk about the the actual problems that come in and beyond those problems, how do the techs have to manage them uh, and manage the people that are bringing those problems to their plates?
1: Definitely. You mentioned something that it's, like you said, it's an added value to what an MSP brings to the table because they bring you know, like I said, you're Captain American of of text. It, it's this guide or, or gal you need to have all these soft and hard skills, very well-rounded. And sometimes we don't think of that. We only think of the skill side, but there's there's this disposition that the person needs to have. There's this doing-oriented mindset that the person needs to bring. There's this success-seeking seek, seeking that we need to have. And then you have the skills. I mean, one of the problem-solving things that I've seen that that needs to have, the person needs to be action-seeking. Not only does this person have to work through a problem, right, work through a situation, but outside of the particular issue that is affecting that customer, they need to mitigate, like I said, the cultural at the beginning. They need to go through the process, the normal process of creating a plan, taking action, follow-up, follow-through, and making sure that the steps for that particular customer is done as expected. Because at the end of the day, when you hire somebody internally to work as an IT, they get your expectations very quickly. But when you when you hire somebody from the MSP world, and, and one of these multi-talented individuals that we we've seen in the MSPs, they come with the ability to grasp all of these cultural hints and expectations very quick, which is an added value for a tech within the MSP world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a hundred percent true and sometimes they could be diamonds in the rough and when you when you have them uh you can't you shouldn't let them (laughs) (laughs) go. for sure um so when it comes to the day-to-day describe to me what the day-to-day is like for a technician uh in a regular msp
1: sure a day-to-day uh it's, it's very straightforward. What I mean by that is that the, there is a set or a recipe design within the MSP. Um, depending on the MSP and what industry they are serving, there is a recipe that they follow, some sort of an operational way to getting things done, right? And they will walk him every morning. For example, in my own experience, you know, I will walk him every morning and I will check all of the uh, tickets that are assigned to me from different companies. They will have I will have to work on them based on the priority, urgency, and importance of on those, on those tickets. I will have to schedule myself out and then begin my work. Um, some of them are back-end work where I don't need the customer until the end. Some of them I do have to contact the customer and get more contents. Because sometimes one of the things that, that happens with uh, a user working at a company that is accustomed to working with an internal IT is that they have this expectation that the person already knows it all. Like, like you mentioned, it, we, we are humans too, right? Uh, if we don't know it all, we'll, we're going to know it enough to help you. Whatever we don't know, we will find out how to get it done because that's our mission at the end of the day, a path to resolution. And I mentioned that because I'll give you a good example. Sometimes people would send a one sentence with the issue they're having. And here on the end, we're like,
0: <laughs> my computer is not working.
1: <laughs> I have no internet. The internet is down here in the office. And it's not the internet is down, it's that they're using a laptop on they Wi-Fi is not on. So, and I get it there. It's like going to your doctor and saying, my body hurts. Well, you know, <laughs> imagine the, the face of your doctor. They're going to ask you, where does it hurt? How long has it been doing it? They're going to ask you a series of questions. And if the user that is opening that ticket will take the time to just, you know, it will, it will take you a second or two to just think, you know what? There's another human being on the other end that's going to receive that ticket. And it's going to help me. And that is our goal. Our goal is never to make your job more more difficult or not, is to help you. And that's something that happens regularly, right? You now you got some of those that do have that in mind and they will send you all the information you have you need, but you have the vast majority that they're just like you said, you know, my internet is down and and you know, or the whole internet is down in the company, phones are not working, and you know, is you know, something happened with the particular phone and just taking that moment to just give it enough information is great because it allows us to help you resolve the situation quicker. So yeah, we'll call a user and just, just follow through the day and help them out.
0: I love the, the way that you put that. Uh comparing it to a doctor, because ultimately speaking, you know, the job is very, very close to a doctor. It's just a doctor of a machine. And so we still have to diagnose the issue, the problem. Uh, We still have to ask questions. We have to get a little bit more detailed into what happened in order for that problem to occur. And that, and a lot of people don't realize that that actually will help us resolve the issue much faster. So The more detailed you can be on the front end, the faster it will get us to the actual uh, diagnosis. And so that's, I, I think that that's something that's very interesting because it is very similar. You know, you go to a doctor and you have a pain, and what do they do? They have to take x rays or MRIs, and then they have to review those. And then they have to see, okay, that's not what we thought. So, we have to go somewhere else. And so I wonder now if, if any doctors are out there listening, do you guys escalate issues? <laughs> <laughs> because I know that sometimes that happens in our world as well, where we, you know, we have level one and level one takes some time to resolve an issue or to diagnose the issue, but they aren't able to. And so then they have to move it up to a level two. De-escalation process. I'm assuming for doctors that would be very similar to now you have to go to a specialist kind of thing. So I think that it's it's interesting to compare it to to that of a doctor because it's I think it's very similar, very close. When it comes to you know an escalation process, I know people get frustrated from time to time when they realize a level one tech wasn't able to solve my issue, so I just want to skip to level two. But in reality, there's a lot that happens in. In those steps in between, so can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. And again, is is that expectation from the customer, right? They, um, they see a light bulb turning on and on by switching something, and and they feel, well, this is techie. It should be the same way, and and we, we don't take in consideration, like you said, that there's millions, thousands, of, or, or or well, I said millions, but yeah, most likely millions of different cases and situations that can make a system not work okay, that will grab a service and degrade it, right? And, and I'm speaking th- directly about those requests, not requests where you need an email, requests that are admin email uh, requests, but requests where service is degraded, right? And you need to escalate. Um, that process, is, is, I think it's pretty cool. Because we in the industry have been able to find really effective ways to do it without wasting time. And the first level is that level that assess the situation. It's, it's kind of like your nurse that is taking your temperature, taking everything they need quickly, as quickly as possible to, us, to to test you. And again, I'm going back to the doctor analogy, which, you know, it will help people kind of like think that level one is your nurse. And it, again, it, it, the job of, of a nurse is very specific to very specific tasks that is going to allow us to assess the situation. Sometimes the nurse will grab all the information needed and be, you know what? I just think you just have a headache, you know? And that's what happened with a level one. After they assess all this quick, I call it in, in our, in our, Company the pulses. We check the pulses because we do use that analogy internally. We check the pulses. What are our pulses? Well, let's check X, Y, and C. Blah blah blah. And after we go through all the pulses, you know, if the level one can actually fix that situation within the the span of time that he was given, he would. And if he can, he'll come back. He'll go and escalate that to the level two. Um, and then there's something beautiful happening when you go to a level two. Now this level one has a has a moment to learn from the level two, and it's bringing all this information up. And normally that's what's going on. Each level is going to assess based on the knowledge base they have, but that information is not lost or it's not a wasted time. It's a very specific process that allows us to, again, check the pulses of the situation and see if one of those pulses revealed the issue.
0: Oh, see you going back to the to the healthcare. We're we're loving on healthcare today. Yeah, we are. We're <laughs> going back to the, it's more it's a triage. And so you don't walk into the ER and immediately see a doctor. There's a process for that to assess how and what is, you know, going on with you, why you initially came to the er to begin with so shout out to all the healthcare professionals out there (laughs) we we are sending y'all some love today (laughs) and and by no means you know we're not saving lives but we we are uh saving billable hours and uh money i would say so (laughs) in a way we're saving lives right (laughs) yeah good
1: jobs
0: (laughs) so uh beyond that i'm I, I love the the perspective of, of the tech and the reason why is because I started off as a tech myself before I got to VP of sales and marketing, right? And so there was plenty of times where I was under a desk uh trying to install a new computer or um, you know, any literally anything of that sort. And I learned throughout that process that really the technology part is about people Um, is at the end of the day, that's who we're serving. And so one of, one of um, our clients, which is actually a previous guest on a previous episode, season one, go check it out with Tara uh, racer. She, she described us as the virtual Kleenex virtual tissue uh, because whenever she calls in that she has a problem, there's, so much stress that is on her shoulders because she's trying to work and she's trying to, um, you know, make sure that she's getting to the deadlines and so on and so forth. So when you hear something like that, how does that make you feel?
1: Oh, it connects to the essence of what I do. It is at the core of how we work and what we do, what we do. And I'll explain it this way. As a service managers, and those that are managers that are probably listening to this and those that have run an IT department before, you know that we have numbers, KPIs, things, metrics that allow us to see how we're doing, how we're delivering service. And one of the things that I do in my own stand-up meetings with my guys, we're always talking about that It doesn't matter. The numbers that you're seeing there, the only reason they are there and they're important is because they represent a human being on the other side that needs help. And in our world, very rarely do we get a ticket or a request open because they want to say thank you. They always have an issue. They're coming with issues and and we always like firefighters turning off fires, right? When I hear that, it, it goes to the core of who we are. Why? Because at the end of the day, we understand that there is a human being like your, you know, like the customer that, that came on, on, on the last episodes with an issue. Like you said, stressed, needing to resolve the situation. And that's why we we understand that even though they're stressed and they might be, you know, upset with the situation, the best thing that we can do as a tech is not only assess it and try to resolve it as quick as possible, to follow a path to resolution, but to that process, let them understand that we care. That we are here for them, that we understand their problem and that we empathetic to what they're going through and to assure them that we are going to do everything in our power to help them. So at the end of the day, technology is there, but as much as we are in a high tech world, we are a high touch industry and that's how the MSP, at least that's my feeling with the MSP, I'm new to it. When I say new to it, have been four years in the MSP world. Before that, all my experience was not in the MSP. But even out there, too, one of the things that we do is that, and we have a saying in our end is, you know, we are high tech, but we also high touch. And the high touch is the human part of it. Otherwise, everything can be automated and, you know, just press a button and it get it fixed. you know, the humans. Robots. <laughs> and every single job can be just decimated. And it's not like that. And whenever I'm talking with somebody on the phone or seeing an email, I know there was a human being using technology to get in touch with us and they need that technology to work because X, Y, and C. And one of the most important things I want to drive with this whole thing is that as we here on our end understand that there's a human being on the other side. And as I mentioned originally at the beginning, it, there's also a human being on this side, a level one, level two, level three, that worries about what you're going through, that wants to help you that in no way in shape and form, um, is against you I love something that Nancy I heard Nancy say this before it's not us against the customer or the customer against us it's us and the customer against the problem and that is beautifully said
0: Thank you I'm, I'm being quoted on my own show
1: <laughs> yes I'm quite I follow you and I've heard you before say things so but it's, it's it is so true at the end of the day this is not me against them it is um, us against the problem. And, you know, if that is carried out consciously on the customer side, and they understand you're calling, you know, another human being with kids, with wives, with problems, just like you, that outside of all of that, they have a job and their job is to make sure they help you. Um, I think things could be done easier, quicker. You know, we normally leave our ego at the door. And we just, you know, it's not about us. It's about that service delivery is about helping that customer in distress.
0: Obviously, I love that. <laughs> that, that is uh, one of my philosophies and values, uh, especially within this industry, because it can get so caught up in the technical aspects and in the technical jargon and in the actual solving of the problem, which is all great stuff, right? Yep. But we tend to sometimes forget that there are humans on the other side. I'm glad that you're also pointing out that there are humans on the side of the technical piece as well. So I think that's that's something that um, I think is good for everybody to hear, because at the end of the day, this may sound very, how do I put it? Uh, it may sound very like touchy, <laughs> very, <laughs> very emotional, but in the end, that's what we are, right? We're humans. And regardless of the tech, the one goal that we all have is to succeed. And it's our jobs may be different, but at the end of the day, that is the goal, is is for everyone to succeed. So I'm I'm glad that we're talking about that. But now I'm gonna go in and ask you some difficult questions.
1: I thought we were already there.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well yes, uh but you know, I think diving a little bit deeper into the the technical aspects, right? The the technical perspective, the nitty gritty. What would be a like worst case scenario, worst day of your life or one of the a tech that you've had experience with? What has been like the worst day that they've gone through in trying to help someone?
1: Sure. The worst day that they can go through is they being the cause of a system down or a system interruption. I could tell you, hands down, you could ask any tech. The worst day they've ever had is in the center of maybe making a mistake. Again, let's go back to the human side, right? It's impossible to expect perfection out of a human. However, excellence is different. Excellence is the striving of becoming better every day. So the worst day for a tech is, and at least in my experience and what I've seen, you know, you can have a bad day and you know, my bad day could be you have a couple of high priority incidents happening back to back. Right. And you're working really hard and it is what it is. But what is worse is knowing that you somehow had something to do with that situation. And, you know, I will be lying if I don't say that that can happen. Right. Because um, as you're working as a tech at different levels, you have different access. Right. If you're a level one, yeah, maybe you can take something down, a printer that everybody uses, or you know something not as impacting. You're a level two, you can take down a server. Now this server can have services very specific to the company that all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden the DHCP is not working, and none of the devices are getting an IP, and it's took down the side of the, the world.
0: All right, you you went into the tech speak. Oh, yeah,
1: I did, I did, I did.
0: Let's explain, DHCP is what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) DHCP is a service in your network that gives kind of like a code to all the devices that connect to the network. Without that code, that device cannot use the internet. So for those that are not techie, every single computer, computers, cell phones, you name it, that connects to the network has an IP address. And the DHCP, DHCP, provides that automatically all of those devices go out or as a level three you know for example and above you take down a major service an erp system a financial system you take down their network completely on an end you change something that you shouldn't change and take their entire data source out um and i think if i have to you know i haven't been asked that question or asked anybody but if i can think the worst day of a tech is a day where they they directly impacted that service by a change they did.
0: Routine maintenance that was supposed to be routine, and all of a sudden, something doesn't come back up. I, I would say, yes, that, that is the moment where I have seen tech's faces go white, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, they're... the Air in the room just exits, (laughs) and then your heart starts racing, and it's like, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to solve this? And I think that's the part that comes from a problem like this is the you then see the resilience within the technicians because, or the engineers because the next thing, like right after the blood comes back to their faces, is how am I going to fix this, and. I think that's something that deserves, you know, a round of applause or like all of the freaking credit that we could give because it doesn't stop at the problem, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I can tell you my own experience. I remember two thousand and fourteen and I uh, how can I forget that year? We we were doing a maintenance on a data center and the system that is a backups power system, the vendor was coming in to switch you know, something out of the system that was not working. The system had two backup devices and one of them was out. So we were gonna switch it out. It was hot swappable for those that, you know, that term is very used in IT, hot swappable, is that you can do something without having to turn it off. It's like changing, a part it's of easy. Yeah, easy swap. Exactly. It's just, you know, you don't have to turn it off. It's like kind of like changing something on your card engine without turning it off. You know, it, it allows you to do that.
0: Oh, like a cassette. Yes. There you go. <laughs> your car's still running. <laughs> you push that exit, the cassette goes out, and you can switch it. Thank you, Nancy. There you go. <laughs> for, for those that are old enough to remember cassettes. <laughs> I know.
1: You're dating some of us, the ones laughing, like, yeah. Those that are millennials are like, cassettes? What is that? One of the things that happened in 2014 is that when we did that, the vendor said that it was hot-swappable, and we convinced everybody, yeah, no problem. Let's do this on this data center. Well, it wasn't hot-swappable. This thing, for a millisecond, flipped the power on the data center. This data center served 30,000 users in that state. It took us four days straight, just bringing the oh, data wow. center back up because you needed to bring it in, in sequence. So it was a nightmare. And and most of, a lot of us actually slept there, just trying to get this whole thing going. And I remember, you know, those that were close to that decision, how it waited on them. Actually, one of them quit. And it wasn't because they asked him to do so, it's that the stress was so heavy, he couldn't bear. And it wasn't him, you know, but but he bear on him so hard, you know, again, going back to the human touchy side, it, it did, you know. So, and I remember that that year, and, and I, you know, people ask me, what's the worst case you ever had. I'm like, yep. 2014 data center going down you know
0: on the technical side i think uh, all technicians and engineers probably have a uh, a day or year that they remember as the worst ever
1: oh yeah i think one of the episodes here should be war stories and just bring people up and tell their war stories
0: Excellent idea. I, that's an excellent idea. We, we haven't done a, a panel um, style yet, but maybe you'll see that in the future. So <laughs> brought to you by Pavel. <laughs> yeah. So now I have to go back and I say, what is the best? Because after the worst, I kind of feel like I need to wash my palate. I need to <laughs> cleanse my brain almost <laughs> because those are, are such um I mean to have someone quit and and to know the the stress behind that, it is insane. So, what is what yeah. is one of the best stories? It still involves resolving a problem, right? Because that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> but what is yeah. the best yeah. case story?
1: The base case stories is when you you know and, and again this is on the positive side. Thank you. It's those day to day wins. I know that for for a tech is is having those wins, but but I think that that's sharing on top of a best story without telling any story is when the customer acknowledges you. And there was a study done back in the 50s. I can't remember the name of it. And they were asking people the top 10 things that they look in a job for, right? And what were all of them at the top of that and I think it was Harvard who did that. I can't remember, I'm gonna find out and give it to you Nancy so you can hear it. But it's, it. I think the number one is being recognized. And still to this day, the one feeling that a tech gets when they do a job well done is when a customer recognizes it and praise you. Even when they send those little survey things and say, man, such and such person did such an amazing job, thank you. That carries a tech and makes them flow for days. And we already know what that does to the psychic of a person that is happy doing their job. They do it well. So, you know, I personally always looking for those little wins because it, 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 helps not only justify all the nightmares, you can go through a nightmare week and get a win where you save a customer. We've done a man multiple times. We brought IS, uh, ISP issues. We flew to, flew to places and, and change, um, and main network device that brought them back online and that felt really well. Um, but out of all of that, I can tell you very privately for every tech that is listening, and I know they're gonna be with me when I say that the best time is when they get that appreciation. It's when they get that, man, you did a great job. And there's nothing like appreciating somebody on a one-on-one, then, then you're taking that appreciation to an open forum and I mean, like, you know, taking it and everybody kind of knows, hey, Willie did an amazing job, everybody. Look what he did. Man, Willie feels like his job mattered because at the end of the day, that's what that appreciation is is symbolizing at the end. It's letting that tech know that what they do in the day-to-day matters. And there's nothing more important to significance than know that every breath in out of your body means something, right? And, and again, I'm mentioning this and I know it's not all technical and it's a little, witchy. you know, some of the guys are like, oh, well, where is he going with this? going to make everybody cry now, or whatever. <laughs> no, I, what I want to drive <laughs> with this is the fact that there's a human being on the other end, right? And the human being main goal is to help you. And whenever they know that they did help you and that that moment matter in their life, it makes it better. It makes a better, better day for that person. And it, it is the best win that that person can have.
0: Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And I think that, uh, and I've seen the faces of of texts when, you know, it's not just a word of appreciation, but a gesture that is done because they've done such a good job and they are appreciated, you know, sending cookies or a cupcake. Like what I've seen the faces when, that is received and that could make somebody's weak you know it i, I think other professionals love to receive gifts yeah uh, thank why you. not yes please <laughs>
1: <We love laughs> yeah, send all the yeah. cupcakes,
0: cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a you know something that is not um you know doesn't have to happen to make somebody feel good but at the end of the day we're all humans and receiving recognition and receiving, um, you know, knowing that you are valued that within itself, I think is, is a win all around that happiness to work for somebody then goes into the effort that is put into the work that is done, you know, and, not to say that there is no effort. It's just that that the willingness to go above and beyond uh, is easier done when you know you are valued, and that goes for for any you know any uh, industry, any profession, any any job. And I think that you know what I'm glad is to hear that that also applies to the technicians and engineers that are working in definitely. the definitely world.
1: I'm humanizing this side of the of the equation. And that's what I want everybody to take out of this. You know, yes. it is we're not just robots and nerdies and techies. We are, yeah, of course. We talk about weird stuff and people are like, What? <laughs> We dress that way, you know? <laughs> I had to learn how to dress too because I I didn't care, I just throw anything on and it's just, you know, because I'm a nerd. But I, <laughs> at the end of the day like you said, there's a human being on the other side and I i totally agree. It, it it it's it's beautiful to see those um companies that value people. And through that valuing, that I they're not only doing it internally, they're doing it everywhere with their vendors they're doing it um with with their clients they're doing it with their with their employees and when they put valuing people in front of it, it you know it is magical and it, was, it sounds magical but it's 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 just you know psychology has explained that already many hundreds of years already um and how important it is. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited that, that this is something you guys are doing here on this podcast. And and I'm I'm excited to 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 see, you know, the reach that it's gonna have and, and you know the success you guys are gonna have because you're daring to, to ask questions and nobody's asking. You're daring to do things and I'm almost sounding like I'm conclusive closing the, the section. I don't know if this is the part of it, but I'm so appreciative of you're this. You're
0: quoting me and now you're doing my job. Yeah. I'm done.
1: Good. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm so good. excited. You guys are doing an amazing job here. I'm, 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 I'm pleased to see uh, what, what you guys are putting t- together. I, I, can't, I can't wait to see what else is coming.
0: Well, I appreciate the words. And, and yes, with that, we have reached the end of the episode in our time with the audience here. But I hope that everybody got something out of this. Uh, some some nuggets of knowledge, if anything, maybe a different perspective. And this week, you know, thank your tech. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Get them cookies. You know,
0: that, that's what I would say. Uh, if you want to take something away from from this episode, yeah send a cookie
1: <laughs> and send them this link so they can at least listen to this too and hear it out
0: yeah there you go there you go send them this link so that they feel uh their perspective matters and that we we know that they're there and so shining a light on on the techs that are you know working day in and day out to maintain systems and to make sure that the infrastructure is up and running so that people can work and make money uh, you know hey we see you. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> well, thank you, Pavel, for joining me. And thank you, audience, for taking the time to listen to this. We will see you next time. And make sure that you thank a Thank
1: you for having me. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for sharing this time with us. We hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect between episodes, contact us on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend.